0: In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Parasite by Bong Joon-ho, and this is such an exciting film to talk about because Bong is really a master of tone. The things that are going on with tone in Parasite are really unusual. We've seen comedic horror movies that are filled with horror genre elements, movies like Scream or Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, and we've seen Also, these hardcore horror movies, movies like Drag Me to Hell or Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, slasher movies. We've, We've even seen the elevated horror movies, films like Hereditary or A Quiet Place that I've talked about on my podcast, which are really complicated character dramas built against a horror landscape. But what Parasite is doing is so much wilder because Parasite starts like a character driven comedy and slowly, slowly, slowly evolves into a horror movie. So we're gonna do a two part podcast on Parasite. Today we're gonna be looking at the use of tone and then in the next podcast, we're gonna talk about theme and structure in the film Parasite. So I wanna talk about how this unique tone was created in. So I want to talk about how this unique tone was accomplished in Parasite. How did Bong build a horror movie that satisfied horror movie fans in a form that looks more like a Sundance comedy? How did he evolve the horror, and how did he make that tone work? And in doing that, I want to talk about the connection between tone and genre. These are some of the concepts that almost every writer gets freaked out about. Uh, Almost every writer who sets out to write a comedy is afraid that it's not gonna be funny enough. Every writer who sets out to write a drama is afraid it's not gonna be dramatic enough. Every writer who sets out to write an action movie is afraid the action isn't gonna be good enough. And it's important for films to have a feeling of genre, because genre is actually what the person is buying. But how we define genre is really complicated. It used to be back in the old Blockbuster days, if you're old enough to remember them, you used to go to Blockbuster and you'd be looking around for a movie and you wouldn't be able to find it. And it was the 80s, so you were like, hey, where's First Blood? And they'd say, oh, it's in drama. And you think, hold on, hold on, isn't First Blood supposed to be in action? You could never quite find the right genre that the film was in because it was always really hard to break down the movie to that one specific genre it belonged to. Today, the way genre is defined is much more complicated. If you look at what Netflix is doing, you know, it's a critically acclaimed, gender-bending movie popular in Williamsburg. It's that specific. In fact, what Netflix has actually done, and I don't have the exact number, but I believe it's something like 278,000 different tags, which can be combined into different combinations to define genre, and that's pretty complicated, right? So how are you supposed to think about genre in your movie, especially when you have movies like Parasite winning the Academy Award, that seem not to fit specifically into any genre at all? So let's talk about genre. Let's talk about tone. So first I want to give you a way of thinking about genre that might be a little different than the way you've thought about it before. Instead of thinking about genre as a category or as a combination of 278,000 different tags, I want you to think instead of genre as the overall feeling that the movie gives you. It's the feeling that you're craving when you go to watch the movie. Just like if you went to Just like if you go to a Chinese restaurant, you're craving that feeling of Chinese food. And if you go to a Mexican joint, you really are craving some nachos. So if you go to the Fast and the Furious, let's not say nachos for... for, If you're going to a Mexican joint, you're probably really craving some chips and guacamole. So if you go to see the Fast and the Furious, for example, there's a very specific genre to that film. There's a feeling that you're craving. And the genre isn't car movies or action movies. Genre isn't the element. It's the feelings of all those elements combined. In fact, I have a podcast on the Fast and the Furious where I talk about what Fast and the Furious really is, which is a series of melodramas for men. It's a soap opera for men. And that's a feeling that people will fight for. That's why couples get into fights when they go to figure out what they're going to watch on Netflix, because They want that genre feeling and sometimes the genre feeling that one person wants doesn't match up with the one the other wants. If you go to see Hereditary or A Quiet Place, you're going to get the crap scared out of you. But in a way that's really interesting and challenging and connected to character. If you watch Arrested Development, you're going to laugh your butt off. But if you're watching BoJack Horseman, you're going to laugh but you're also going to cry. Movies and TV shows have genres, all movies and TV shows have genres, the feeling, the main feeling that the, pro- that the project delivers. And if you give the audience that feeling, you can get away with almost anything else. You can get away with a message, you can get away with beautiful character-driven elements, you can get away with crazy action sequence, you can get away with humor in a, in a horror movie or horror in a comedy. But if you don't give the audience that feeling, they will eat you alive. And for good reason. Because it's that feeling that they paid for and nobody likes to be baited and switched. They paid for that feeling when they bought their movie ticket or their Netflix subscription and they paid for it with their time. They came to watch your movie or your TV show or your short film or your play or your miniseries or your book because they wanted to have a specific feeling. And it's your job as the writer to give it to them. Now this is very important. How do you give your audience that feeling? Well, it begins by giving yourself that feeling. Not by trying to imagine what some unseen audience is looking for, but instead by asking yourself what you're looking for when you write. What's entertaining to you? What's moving to you? What's funny to you? What's weird to you? What's the thing you're curious about exploring? So genre is the feeling that you wanted when you sat down to write. And it's the feeling that the audience is craving when they go to see it. Which means that some people are going to really hate your movie. And some people are going to really love it. Because people get passionate about genre. People get passionate about the feelings that they want or don't want to bring into their lives. So the thing that you can trust is that if you write the movie that moves you, well, guess what? There are probably a lot of other people like you who, are also, who will also be moved by the film. But if you try to move them, you're in a lot of trouble because now you're not writing anything authentic to you. What's really interesting about Parasite is that Bong didn't even know the ending of Parasite when he sat down to write it. In fact, it took him years to figure out what happened at the ending. But he was interested in this idea of infiltration. And what he did in the movie was give himself that feeling of parasitic infiltration. And here's the interesting thing. Genre is the overall feeling, whereas tone can actually change and mix up. You can get that feeling of infiltration with a total comedic tone, as happens at the beginning of the film. And as we're going to discuss next week in our podcast, you can build on our... And as we're going to discuss next week in the second episode of this podcast, you can build your structure out of that tone. You can also get the feeling of infiltration with the image of the man hidden in the basement, with a horror image. You can get the feeling of infiltration with the family hiding under the table so this is really just Bong exploring this idea that's interesting to him and creating that feeling of infiltration and pushing it as far as he can, before pushing it further than he could even imagine when he first sat down to write it. Tonally, one of the things that's interesting about this is that often you don't know what your tone is until you actually write it. You start off, you think you're writing a drama and it comes out funny. You start off, you think you're writing a horror movie and it comes out as a drama. And you ignore that at your peril. Um, Because sometimes the movie wants to be something that's different than what you had expected it to be. I'll tell you a funny story from my early writing career. I was in college, and I just completed my first play. It was called The Funeral, and it was very serious because I was in college and I knew I was gonna write something very serious because it had to be very important and it was called The Funeral because I had suffered and I wanted people to know. And I took, so I wrote this play and it was very, very dark. And to play the lead in The Funeral, we did a reading of the piece and to play that lead, I went to a guy named David Harbour who was at the time just a fellow student at Dartmouth whose acting I respected, but who ended up becoming a very famous actor for his role in Stranger Things. But back in the day, I just knew David as an extraordinary actor who could go darker than dark, who just had no limit to how dark he could go, how imposing he could be on stage when he wanted to. And I was so excited about having him in the role. And what happened was the day we were supposed to read, something happened, an emergency came up and David called me and he was so sorry but he couldn't do it. So I scrambled. I didn't know what to do and I finally found a friend who was available um, and Jay was the, such a great actor but he was a comedic actor. He was a really gifted comedic actor and I said, you know, Jay, I just lost my lead. and Can you read my play? And Jay said, of course, man, I'll do it. And because nobody in their right mind would ever cast Jay in a dramatic role, he was a comedic actor, so he assumed it was comedy. And because I got him so last minute, he didn't have time to prepare or read the script. So when the reading happened, he read every single line. He played every single line for comedy. And you know what he did? He saved the play. I remember he came up to me afterwards, and he said, oh my god, Jake, I am so sorry. I didn't realize it was a drama. And I was like, Jake, you saved it because he accidentally taught me a technique of tone that I hadn't yet learned as a writer. I didn't yet know that tone didn't have to be the same thing the whole way through, that you could actually play with tone. And in fact, by bringing the comedy to the piece, by lightening lightening it up at the beginning, he allowed the darkness of where that piece goes to be so much more powerful. When you start a piece and you basically warn the audience, this is going to be rough, the audience kind of tightens in on themselves. And sometimes you want that. If you think of a quiet place, that opening where the child dies, you're like, wow, this is gonna be rough. And you tighten in on yourself and you feel that tension. But in other pieces, by kind of saying, hey, come on in, the water's fine. Oh, I know it looks dark, but see how funny it is. See how much fun we're having. What happens is you allow your audience to lower their defenses and to open themselves up the characters and to stop protecting themselves. This is what BoJack Horseman does so brilliantly. It's so darn silly and funny that even though they just hurt you a couple episodes ago, you're like, ah, this is going to be fun. And then when they finally come around to the sadness, it just knocks you out. So there are different ways to play with tone. A movie I just taught in my Write Your Screenplay class is Little Miss Sunshine. And Little Miss Sunshine is something completely different. And in Little Miss Sunshine, they do something completely different with tone that's also totally brilliant. If you think about that opening sequence, even though we're about to watch a comedy, we really have no idea we're watching a comedy at all. In fact, the Little Miss Sunshine title goes right over the face of a depressed, suicidal Steve Carell. And that was done on purpose. In the same way that by starting a piece funny, it softens up the audience for drama. Sometimes by starting a piece dark, it softens up the audience for comedy. And in Little Miss Sunshine, there are are indicators that they give you that you can still have fun, starting with that first image of the little girl practicing her Miss America moves, or the reveal that dad's lecture is being given in a room with no people. There are these tiny little comic moments But overall, the tone of that opening sequence is a bleak movie about a dysfunctional family and suicide. So tone is really interesting because movies and plays and TV shows can contain a vast array of tones. Whereas the genre, the genre that is the overall feeling that you need to keep hitting. Whereas genre, genre is the overall feeling that you kind of need to keep hitting. Whereas tone, you can play with and change. There's actually one really. In, there's actually another really interesting moment I should talk about in Little Miss Sunshine. Right at the very beginning of the second half of the film, what we call Act Four in a seven-act structure, you find out that Grandpa dies, and there's a very, very somber scene. The family is at the hospital, and they're sitting in the waiting room, and the doctor comes out, and he gives a very sad doctor speech. You know, we did all we could. We just couldn't save his life, and it's played very real. It's it's played like drama. And for a moment, it feels like this piece might go off the rails. And then the doctor turns and screams at his receptionist, Linda! (laughs) And suddenly we remember we're in a comedy. And this is one of the other interesting things about tone is that you can always bring tone around in editing, in rewriting. You can always adjust tone. Sometimes all you need is that one little Linda. And the big thing I want you to take from this podcast, if you're really freaked out about tone, the best thing you can do is relax. The best thing you can do is chill out and remember that tone can always be adjusted. Jerry Perzigian, who teaches our TV comedy classes, says, First, write it true and then write it funny. And the same thing is true if you're writing a drama. First, write it true and then write it dramatic. If you're writing a horror movie, first, write it true and then make it horrifying. In your early drafts, as you're playing with tone, if it comes out not funny or not dramatic or not horrifying, that's fine. You'll find the jokes or the drama or the horror later. If you're writing something serious and it comes out funny, you just need to add that little bit of darkness. You can find it later. Now, at the same time, there is a commercial challenge that happens with tone, which is that people start telling themselves the story of the piece and pitching themselves the piece from the very beginning. And you want to signal to your reader or your viewer that, don't worry. This may seem different, but you're in the right place. Imagine if Little Miss Sunshine started out with that opening and ended with a murder. You would be horrified and not in a good way. You wouldn't be winning the Academy Award. You would not be happy because Little Miss Sunshine ain't about suicide, death, and murder, even though suicide is death, and death are in it. Little Miss Sunshine is about a family finding each other. It's about a bunch of losers becoming winners but not in the way that they expected. So Little Miss Sunshine uses a very specific technique to create that feeling for the audience. And the first technique is in the title. The the title Little Miss Sunshine reminds us that even though this feels really freaking dark, there's pressure between what we're hearing in the title and what we're seeing on the screen. There's pressure between the sad face and the Little Miss Sunshine title that reminds you that everything's gonna be okay. And you might realize that Parasite is actually playing the same game. It's just playing with darkness instead of with light. So Parasite, so in Parasite, that title Parasite reminds us that this is going to be really, really dark, even though what we're seeing is really, really funny. So stay tuned next podcast and we will talk about exactly how they did that. How they built the stru- how they built the structure, how they built the tone, and how they explored it all through a very simple idea called theme.